Boker Tov. Purim Sameach. Today's Purim Cotton. If we Sameach, Mishnech, Sasarab, Arb, Mesimcha, according to the rabbis, both Adars included, right? And especially today, Purim Katan, we have to be Mesameach despite the difficult times that we're going through, right? We have to we have to make every effort to be as uh, as happy okay. as we can. Okay, let's see here. I don't seem to see anybody else, so I'm wondering if I'm in the right place. Okay. Huh? Yeah, we're in the right place. The question is, where are they? All right. Um, Right, we're today's stuff is that Kofi Yudgim and Baba Kamen. As we learned from Achenu Kol Beis Yisrael, some of the stuff should be yes. They drank too much last night. That uh, no, yeah, I know. I'm just saying I might be in the wrong place here because different uh, groups, and I'm not sure. Usually by now there's somebody else here, and I'm not sure what I'm doing. I think it's correct. Okay. <clears throat> Amr of Chista, about 12 lines down the page. Amr of Chista, Kovinsman, Shane, we're talking about uh, subpoenaing somebody to come to court for a case against them. Uh, so let's say we give them time. We tell them that, you know, the court sits on Monday, Thursday, and Monday. Uh, so we give them three days, three court dates, not three days in a row. We give them on, on Monday, Thursday, and Monday. Zimna, the Zimna bus is Zimna, a time and another time followed by another time. But the Machar, if they don't come, if the person does not, uh, uh, does not, uh, Come to the uh, come to court after three days. Kasfinam. Then we write him this uh, this subpoena, this warrant that will result in excommunication and the ban if he doesn't show up, if he doesn't pay what he owes. Ravasi ikla be Ravkana. Ravasi attended the uh, house of the yeshiva Ravkana. Chaza he saw he saw women the Azmana Ladina Befanya Ubitzapra. She was court. She was uh, summoned to court at night. And in the morning, and then the very next morning, she didn't show up the next morning. They already wrote this psicha, this warrant against her. Don't you have kind of hold of this sort of chista said, give him three court days, Monday, Thursday, Monday. A man, a man is more difficult because he's traveling and he's not in town. Of course, in those days, women didn't travel. Avalissa, woman didn't travel on those days. Avalissa, a woman keeping these muscles and she's in town, lost and she doesn't show up. That's already more ready to see. She's already showing that she's recalcitrant, that she is, that she's rebellious, and she doesn't want to, sh- and she, you know, she's not listening to the court. So we don't give her any extra time. But men who traveled, it was a different situation. Okay, so then the man who traveled give him three days, but the woman didn't travel. Today things would be different because women travel alone as well. Amar Biyura, lo yivne zimna, lo We don't, uh, we don't summon them to court. Not during Nisan, these are in the harvesting seasons. You know, there's people out in the fields, you know, so don't uh, don't make them come to court in those days. Not Arab Shabbos. But let's say in Nisan, you can summon them to come to court after Nisan. And you can summon them to come to court uh, in, uh, t- in Tishrei for after Tishrei. In other words, come to, in Nisan, you can summon them to court to come to court in ER. And in Tishrei, they can come to court in Cheshvan following that. And then you do set a time for them. You don't tell them on Friday to come in on Sunday or Monday. Everybody's busy on Fridays. You know, you can't get, you're going to the market. And if you're telling them something on Friday, they won't remember, you know, to come afterwards. Don't tell them when they're busy. Also, 
the people who attend the Archikala, the people who learn in the certain seasons, they have times when they uh, learn, the, they learn Torah. Uh, so you also don't set a time for the people who attend those sessions during those sessions, because that's their learning time. 30 days before the Regolim, and before each of the Regolim, they would uh, also uh, attend Shiurim about, to learn about Yantif. So the people who come to Hashem, you don't set a time for them. When they would come before Rav Nachman, while he was attending or giving the shiurim, uh, they would uh, people uh, plaintiffs would come for Rav Nachman on the day of the, on the kala uh, to, uh, to to you know to uh, to try to find uh, the litigants that they're looking for, the defendants. Did I gather everybody here to learn for you guys to prosecute your cases? Uh, that's not the case. The people who come to learn, come to learn. You want them to, if you want to uh, subpoena them, have them come some other times. But today, <laughs> today when there are Rama'im, people who cheat, cheaters, who uh, say, oh, I'm going to the Shear, you know. <laughs> they tell their wives they're going to the Shear and they're going somewhere else, right? We suspect that they are, you know, we don't uh, take them at the word they're going to the Shear. If they're not really coming to the shear, then you could subpoena them to court at that time. So in our mission, we said again, if there was, remember, uh, the thing that you just asked about before, Abram, if there are, uh, if the father had left over something with achrayis, that usually means karka. That's how Rav interpreted it, that it's only if it's karka, karka that was, that was obligated uh, to his, um, uh, you know, karka that was obligated to the um, owner uh, to the owner of the, you know, to the person in exile who the stuff was stolen from, then even after the father died, you can make him pay. You can make him, you can make the children pay from that carcass. That's how Rubble learned. But we, before that, we had another opinion. Mas, it, like, more brings it down now. We quoted it the other day. We're not talking about something literally that is karka, that's obligated. That's, that's what we call it. The only thing that's really as a chorais is karka, because that can't be stolen, can't be totally destroyed. Even if he has a cow that can be used for plowing, or or a, a donkey that could be used for, uh, for you know, for uh, for sabalut, for schlepping, for transport. Because of the cover of the father. What about a bed? He's got to lay down on it. That's not as public. It's not as obvious. Or shulchan ba'okalav, or a table. Things that are uh, finite, specific items that have value to them. If the father left that over, would you say also that because of honor for the father, you have to return those? Give to a wise man and he will be even smarter. Meaning, yeah, you know, it doesn't mean only things that are seen out in public. It means anything like that that could be uh, that could be that could be uh, used. That could be. Uh, you know that's obvious if people see it that um, uh, that it would be um, you know people will see it and, and it would be embarrassing to the father that the, that the dead father had stolen these items. Okay, ain't part says the mission. Ain't part the low mitave samochsim below me kiss shall We don't collect money. We don't exchange money. We should say we don't exchange money uh, neither from uh, uh, from uh, te- from customs collectors. The customs collectors Collectors were generally considered to be um, to be dishonest. So, if you want to change money, like let's say you had larger coins and you want to change it to smaller coins, to pluto, let's say you don't you don't do it with uh, with people like that, with tax collectors. Let me kiss you, nor from tax collectors. 
either customs collectors or tax collectors. And we're talking about even Jewish people. They know the man sucker. You don't take accept any charity from them because it's assumed that what's in their uh, safe box is all stolen and you don't have enough of them. I will know to me to face them in a shook. But let's say he has money in his house. They even even the mafia keeps their accounts separately. Their personal and business accounts are kept separately. So if you take it out of his wallet or he's in the shook, he's not at his place of business, then you would accept that. Tana, I will know some dinner, but you could give him money for no less a shot. Let's say you're not giving him, could you make change, you know, give me change. Here's a dollar. Can you give me a hundred pennies? Nothing like that. Let's say he says you have to pay 50 cents and you only have a dollar. You can give him the dollar and get change because then you're like saving it from them. Otherwise, what are you going to do? Give him the whole dollar? There it's different. But if you're just asking to do your favor and make change for you, that you're not to. Why can you not do business with uh, with uh, customs collectors? Uh, they're following the law of the land. There's a rule of customs, right? You got to pay customs when you bring stuff into into the territory. We're talking about a not a uh, not like today where there's a fixed amount. You know, for this and this item, you pay this amount of uh, customs. But rather, there's no set amount. He has no limit. So therefore, they take whatever they can. And they're considered uh, they're considered uh, che- uh, cheaters and gazlanim. Not even he, he wasn't even uh, appointed by the government. He didn't have the government. We'll see. They were either appointed by the government or or they got the concession from the government. But he just got up himself. You know, he just said there was some guns, like you know, ruffians, like uh, terrorists, crooks. They stood on the border and they said, "You want to pass? You know, if you don't want to get shot, pay what you want." So we're talking about cheaters over here. Ikin the law. Some learn, some learn that it's going on the phone case. Well, you'll be shot and climb. Person should not wear put on climb. Many times, you know, say the, this has happened at airports. You know, they say you can only take on so much carry-on luggage, right? So you put on a few coats, you know, and you put the tuna cans in your pockets. I've done this, you know. Uh, so you're not, uh, you're not, it's not carry-on. You know, why is it fair? You know, I'm uh, I'm 170 pounds, and that guy's 350. Why should he? He's also carrying on more more weight than me. Why shouldn't he have to pay more, right? Why do you only talk about the carry-on luggage? So people do that. So what they would do is, in order to avoid customs, they would put on a lot of the clothes and say, this is not goods, uh, this is my coat, you know? I mean, I'd say, let's say it was Klein. You're allowed to sell Klein to Goyim. You're allowed to own Klein. Can't have enough Klein, you just can't wear it. So it says over there, it says, Klein, I feel like be even on top of 10 begodim, you know, like where, where, where you're not really getting enough from the ideas on top of 10 begodim, What's the idea of climbing? You can't, for example, if you act as a mannequin, uh, you're trying to show somebody a good, you're trying to sell them something, you put on the coat to show them what it looks like, and it's got climbing, so you're allowed to because you're not having enough from it, right? You're just showing it. So here, let's say you, you're you wearing it, but it's on top of 10 other programs. So it's like, uh, to escape the customs. It says you shouldn't do that. Now, you shouldn't do that. Now, that's what the mission is. And this mission that says you shouldn't do that, is low curve, doesn't go like Viva. Tanya also you can't you're allowed to because you're not having enough from the coat. So you're allowed to do it for that. So that's what the Bryce was talking about. Can you put on uh, a, a a coat made out of Klyam to escape Mechas? So Bishlomo, Linyan, Klyam, I understand I'm not having I have no intention of having enough from the coat. I'm just like you know, like, I'm like I'm like wearing it like a mannequin, just to uh, just to show somebody. Or in this case, I'm trying to escape meches uh, by wearing it instead of uh, putting it in my bag. 
so one says Davar Shem's Gamma's Mutter, like Rab Shimon, famous Machlokas of Shimon, Yud by Shabbos, Davar Shem's Gamma's Mutter, Osser, Masa, but Davar Shem's Gamma's Osser. So that's the Machlokas. Rab Kiva says Davar Shem's Gamma's is Mutter, like Rab Shimon. Shimon says the name of Rab Kiva, that's where he got it from. And the Tanakhama says, no, you're not allowed to. Elavriach Bosa Meches, Mishari, how are you allowed to escape Meches? You're cheating. You're trying to avoid the customs. Shmuel, you know, you go in the green line when you really did bring in good. It's instead of the red line at the airport, right? We have a cloud everywhere except for uh, for Eretz Yisrael. Everywhere except just Dina Machusa, Dina applies. We had this discussion before. The law of the land is law of the land. You're not allowed to cheat on your 1040. You're not allowed to cheat on your taxes. You're not allowed to cheat. The law of the land is law of the land. So some say this is where the machlokus was. Not really machlokus, but what's the reason why you're allowed to cheat? Before we said we're talking about because they have dirty money in their hands. So because of that, you shouldn't do business with them. What do you mean? Aren't they honest? No, we're talking about where they had no specific amount or they just set up business on their own. So here they're saying this is where the, this is where Shmuel said his point that how are you how are you allowed? Um, forget about okay, you having an off from the. From the client, that's a machlokus of Hashem's gamblers motoraser. I allowed to cheat the mechas. The answer is we're talking about cases where the where these customs collectors are cheaters themselves. Mochashen lo kisvi has no set amount. Again, it's a mochas who got up on his own. He's not even authorized by the government. And some say that this issue was: is it a is it a customs collector who has no limit, who has no boundaries, or is it simply just somebody who set up himself? Some say it's going on the following Let's say you have some food. And these are, we're dealing with Jewish, Jewish crooks. There are, there have been some in the past. And they say, listen, uh, you know, you got to pay customs on this food. And they say, no, you can make an editor or either the Jew, either murderers or uh, people who uh, steal and pay for it or whatever they, you know, or customs collectors. You can say, this is Truma. You can't eat this. You're not a coin. Yeah, I swear it's Truma. Can you do that? So some say you can because, you know, they're going to, they're stealers. They're going to take away your food. Or she shall best belongs to the king. Don't touch this stuff, you'll get in trouble. Even though it's not true, even though it doesn't, it's not really true, it doesn't belong to anybody. Well, the muhsin, what do you mean? How can you how can you uh, lie to custom collectors? It's the same discussion that's going on a different uh, on a different law. It's a it's a custom collector who has no fixed amount. He's talking about a muchas. Who again? Who he's not? He's not authorized by the government. He got on his own. Rav Ashi Amar, the Muchas Kanani. We're talking about a guy, a guy, a Goyish tax. Until now, we've been talking about a Jewish tax collector. Rav Ashi says we're talking about a Goyish tax collector. So what? Is that really? Is 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 that? Isn't that also forbidden? We'll see. The Tanya Yisrael, the Kanani Anas, Yisrael, and a violent, let's say, guy, a guy who doesn't shabbat din. You know, talking about a Jew and a guy have a fight. And they have said there's some argument between them, and they come to again. If you can uh, find the Jewish man innocent by the laws of Israel, it's okay. So find it. You should. You should. Uh, you should defend him that way. But Amolo uh, This is our law. According to our law, the Jew is innocent. If you can find him innocent by Goyish laws, be According to your own law, the Jew is is forbidden. If you can. Born on the Kiflin, you could you could cheat him a little bit. You can come along with Chokhmah, Rashi says, you know, with subterfuge and make some, uh, you know, try to get around it to, to find the to find in favor of the Jew. You can't cheat in the Kiddush Hashem. You're going to cause a Chil Hashem if you uh, if you kind of try to cheat against him. 
Rabakiva, time it could kiddush Hashem. The whole reason is because kiddush Hashem. Whole like if it wasn't be for kiddush Hashem, one one you're allowed to. Because of Tanani me shari, are you allowed to to steal from a guy? But time you learn Hashem and davar zed darsh Rabakiva. Rabakiva himself darshan, darshan. What he say? Shabbat misafir. When he came from that town, he said menayim legez like Tanani shari. So how do you not allowed to steal from a guy? If a Jewish man is sold to a guy, it says after he was sold, you should redeem him. You shouldn't forcibly take him away. You can't come and force him away. You're not allowed to force him, uh, you know, to, to steal him away. In other words, the guy bought him fair and square. You should redeem him, but you can't steal him. You can't, uh, you can't uh, kidnap him away from the guy. I might think what that maybe the Kanani will say, okay, you can pay me whatever, you know, maybe he'll ask for some exorbitant, unbelievable price, like that we have now. I might think he might be able to do that. You got to make a fair price. In other words, make a cheshman according to what he was bought for. Then you could, you can't, if you bought him for a hundred dollars, because the man, Jewish man, you know, owed him money and bought him for a hundred dollars or was poor or whatever, you can't, if he, exam, if he demands a million dollars, you don't have to pay that. You have to fair a fair price. But the point is, what do you see? You're not allowed to steal him from a guy. You can't steal from a guy. So first his answer is no. That's speaking about a gertosha. This you can't choose. What's a gertosha? It's a guy who lives in Eretz Israel and has agreed to abide by the Zion mitzvos and does not you know worship idols, etc. Amalevaya, what do you mean? Only by Gertoshev must you deal with him fairly and not by a real guy like a Rabbi Kachavim. Only by Vatavayu Gabayadarixivit. Both, both, uh, both Kananim and Gertoshev in their Pasik. Because it says, uh, Lecha, right? It says, Lo Lecha El Leger. It says, be sold not only to, to, but not only to a, um, uh, Shedem, not only to you. What does that mean? They sold not only to a Jewish person, El Leger, if he sold to a Ger. Shedem El Leger. Below Leger Tzedek. We're not talking about Ger Tzedek, meaning a real uh, a convert. A Gertosha, right? Sold to a Gertosha. That's a a guy who lives in, in Eretz Israel and abides by the Zion mitzvot and deals fair and square. Shenem a Gertosha. Mishpachas Gert says, Ola Mishpachas Gert, family Zelvikachavim. So it tells you that these laws that you have to uh, redeem him back fairly, not only by your, not only <clears throat> not only when he's uh, sold to another Jew or sold to a Gertosha, but even to a uh, to even to another Gachavim. He sold to the church himself, sold to the to the Goyshavodazar church. And in all those cases, you have to feel square. Says here, you can't steal from him. That's what we're talking about. You can't steal from him. But we're talking when he says here, are you stealing from him? One is Hafkasavasa, one is cancellation of his debt. What do we mean by that? That there's a debt owned. Rashi says she ain't mamish. It's not really stealing, right? So then you're like, like a chalashem. There's no chalashem. Avriach mechas avikavase also. In other words, what are you allowed to do if he's a guy? You're allowed to uh, escape the mechas from him if he's if he's the customs collector, and you can also avoid cancellation of a debt. Not really direct stealing, but if it's cancellation of a debt, that you're allowed to. That's what we're talking about here. Amalei abaye evad ivri avase also. Amalei if he's if if he's an evri. Uh, is that considered? That's like uh, a debt also because he was sold also because of a debt. Says Rabbi Tamei Amarava Evadivri Gufo Kanui. In other words, an Evadivri. We're talking about an Evadivri over. Uh, if he's if he's an Evadivri, a Jewish man, so Jewish. That's also he says Evadivri Gufo Kanui. 
even if he's a Jewish man, his goof is acquired. In other words, even by an Evan Ivory, if he sold a Jew, that's also his, his body is owned, so to speak, even though for the mitzvahs, he's a full Jew, but his body is owned by the owner. So that's even by a, a, a Jewish man, the soul to a Jew, you're not allowed to force him out. The answer is that's also, that's also just cancellation. You're saying cancellation of debt is allowed. He says, no, it's not simply cancellation of the debt. And Everett Ivory is owned by the guy. So we're not talking about a cancellation of debt. This that you must, you can't steal. You can't steal from them. You can't steal. You got to buy it back fairly and squarely. But if it's simply cancellation of a debt, that's similar to a customs collector where there's, uh, there's we're lenient with that rule. Amra Bibi Bargil Amra Shimon. <laughs> you're not allowed to steal from a guy. That's the rule. Some say, some of them say that's even a da'oraisa. Some say it's only drabonim. Ramas is drabonim, but the point is that you're not allowed to steal from a guy directly. <laughs> Here we're talking about, you know, cheating on a, on a customs collector or canceling a debt is a little bit more lenient, but you can't steal from directly. I've done so, but if he lost an item, there's no obligation to return it to him. Zelo also, why do we know that if you steal from it, it's also the Amrapunam and I'm because of Klein Shasa, how do we know Shnemar? The Haltas Kolam, Asher Shalakach and Nosen Lacha. This man shame is Sumlacha and Biodacha. When they're given over to you, and the Mephorshman claim this is at a time of war, when you're warring with these people, then then you're allowed to uh, take whatever's theirs. Because we're talking about a wartime. And how do you know Gezlachani is also because that's when they're given over in your hand in a time of war, then you can eat whatever you want. But if you're in a time of war, you're not allowed to steal from them. So he's based this on a Pasik. Could be it's if you hold it to Rabban and this could be an Asmachta. Avidosamatoris, but you're allowed if he lost an item, you're not obligated to return it to him. How do you know that a uh, item is lost by a goy? You're allowed to keep Shinemar Lachalavidasachicha. Right? Any law, it, it, when it talks about returning a lost item, it's an Aveda of your brother, your Jew. You don't have to return to them. Maybe that's if it's not in your hand. In other words, you see an item, you, you can just, you don't have to make an effort to return it. Uh, you don't have to go run after it and try to, you know, if it lost his dog or whatever. But if it's in your hand, maybe you have to return it. If it's found that it's in your hand, in other words, you only even if it's in your hand, you're only responsible to return it to a, a, a Jewish, to a, a, an item that belongs to a Jewish person, not to, belongs to a guy. If it's a time when there's a chil Hashem involved, I feel of that also. The truth is, when there's a chil Hashem, almost anything is is uh, not not necessarily. In other words, if a person says, "Oh, don't wear tzitzis because don't wear tzitzis publicly because." Um, because it looks like uh, you know you're you're it's like a chil Hashem talking. It's not such thing. You're doing a mitzvah. That's not a chil Hashem. But uh, there's a time when if you're talking about Jewish and Goyish relations, like we said, you can't steal from them directly. You can use some subterfuge, but you can't steal from them directly. And the same thing, he says, uh, Aveda is lost item. You're not mechuyim to return. But uh, if if you um, if there's a chil Hashem involved. Then and you even have to return his item. Amr Shmuel, Ta'usam Mutaris, pardon? Uh, well, that's not necessarily, not necessarily the case. If it's, a, if it's a lost item, right, even a Jewish item that does, that's not identified, let's say you find the dollar bill on the on the floor here. You can't identify it, then you can keep 
even if it belongs to a Jew. And as if you found it in the shul, it obviously belonged to a Jew, right? You can't, you, that, there's no identif identifying marks on it. You make an effort to return it. That coat's been here for a few days, right? That lost coat, somebody left it there. Obviously, no, no, I don't want it. <laughs> obviously it got cool. Maybe maybe it starts raining again, they'll, they'll come and claim it. Anyway, the point is though, that if it's a lost item, you're not to return it to a guy, unless there's a Chil Hashem involved. Like, let's say it's got his name on the back and you're walking around with it. It looks like you stole it. It could be a Chil Hashem. Uh, they make a mistake, it's motor. I'll give it a perfect example. You go to the store, you know, the cashier made a mistake, right? So you're obligated to tell he made a mistake, especially I'm talking about when it's, you know, it's against their favor. Uh, you know, it's, it's in your favor, right? Uh, usually it's in their favor. Yeah, yeah, but even then, and I've had it yeah. where... You tell they them, were, and they, they don't want to hear about it. Right? They don't want. They don't want to hear about it because they'll get in trouble or something. Right? They're afraid yes. that you. They don't want to. Hear. Many times that happens. Right? But you're obligated to tell them if, if it's a Jewish person. You're obligated to tell them. You can't start stealing from them, even if they if they made a mistake. My 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 argument my argument about people who cheat against you or you know is it an honest mistake? It's an honest mistake if sometimes it's in their favor and sometimes it's in your favor. But when it's always in their favor. It's not a mistake, right? So here, if they made a mistake and you're in a Goyesha supermarket and they made a mistake and it's in your favor, you're allowed to keep that. He bought from a Goy a golden bowl, the Mar de Parsla, as if it was a copper one. In other words, it was mislabeled or whatever happened. Uh, he bought a gold one and it was at the price of a um, of a Copper one, Bedal Zuze, and the price was marked four Zuz. The Ivlale Chazuz, and not only that, he only gave him three Zuz, and the guy accepted that. In other words, he made a mistake, and he accepted that. Of Kanazov and Mikuti Mayav Esrachavis, he bought 120 barrels, say barrels of wine, whatever. The Mayav for, and and he said, you know, he bought 100, but he got 120. But Ivlale Chazuz also, he even paid less a little bit, and the guy didn't say anything. He made a mistake, you're allowed to. Amalei. Why? Because he said, I rely on you. Sometimes you could say that the Jewish guy said, look, I rely on you to count it. And Farshim Rashi brings another shot that the guy said to the Jew, I rely on you. You know, but he understood that it was his mistake. It was his mistake. Uh, you're allowed to. Rashi says, I rely on you. Another shot is that that uh, he said to Rav Kana, I rely on you. But the point is that the guy made a mistake. You're allowed to keep it. Ravina, Zavan, Dikla, Huvakuti, him and a, he bought a tree. Him and a guy together they bought a tree. Let's all to chop it up, and they were going to use it, you know, for wood. So Ravina said to his servant, After it was chopped up, go get the parts at the bottom near the roots. Uh, why? Because they're thicker. Now, the, why? Because minyana yada by the kuti minyana yada. The the kuti only counts the pieces. You know, let's say they chopped up a tree to hundred pieces. So Ravina said, try to get the thicker ones. They're, you know, they're, they're better firewood. They'll last longer. Why? Because the guy only counts. He says, I want 50 pieces. Cut it up to 100 pieces. He doesn't care if they're bigger or small. And you're allowed to. In other words, it's his mistake or he doesn't mind. Ravashi Avikosaburch was on the road. He saw a, some branches of a vine of a vine tree, the Pardisa in an orchard, and it was hanging over into the street. And hanging over in the street on the road, you know, hanging over the vine was in private property, but it was hanging over into public property. And he saw 
there a uh, cluster of uh, ripe grapes. Amalashami told the Shamazil Chazi, go see, Idukuti Ninu, I see, if it belongs to a Goy, bring me some. Idisrael Ninu, if it belongs to a Jew, I see, like, don't bring it. Shamahu Kuti, the Kuti owned it, was in the garden, heard him say that. He was sitting in his orchard and he heard the, the conversation. Amalay, he said, the Kuti Shari, oh, because I'm a Kuti, I'm a non Jew, you're like Kuti here, sometimes could be in a Kanani. Uh, he says, because I'm that, you're you're allowed to steal from me. Amalay, no. Kuti shakul dummy. I'll tell you though, I meant this. Uh, a kuti takes money. Yisrael lo shakul dummy. I just said if it belongs to a Jew, I'll take some because he doesn't mind if it's hanging over into the street. I didn't mean to cheat you. And, and Tosa says that he wasn't just saying that. Nira Luis says, right, Satosis in the third toast was Nira Luis Shakena He wasn't lying now. That was his rich Kuti. Kuti sober. The Kuti thought that he was going to steal. Over the Kuti Mutter. And as he thought that he thought Guzla Kuti is Mutter, some say the Shitas who say that if you receive it from them, you're allowed to. We're all saying over here that Gezel of a Goy is absolutely forbidden. Whether it's the rice or drop on it, you can't steal from a Goy. A mistake that he makes, you know, it's okay. You're allowed to, you know, if he doesn't, if he made a mistake or he doesn't uh, mind or whatever, that's okay. Uh, but you're not, but you're not obligated to return his lost item unless it's a chil Hashem. You're not allowed, and you're not obligated to correct his mistake. Kufam Dina The law of the land is the law of the land, and this applies on all areas outside of Eretz Israel. We've discussed this before. That's the law of the land. That's Shmuel's halachadina machusadina. That's why. You know, you have to pay your taxes and you shouldn't be cheating, etc., etc. Amarava, Teda, what's the proof to that? The Kotli Dikli, because the Goyim, in other words, the rules of Dina Machusa don't only apply to your 1040, to your taxes. It applies to all rules that are set in the land, including eminent domain. You remember that from uh, ninth grade civics or whatever, that they're allowed to, you know, cut down land and take, they, they can expropriate land, whatever that they need for the roads. And here's an example of similar number of potato. The cutly declare they cut down trees. The government cuts down trees for Gashu Gisha, and they use it for bridges. They cut down your tree and they take these large logs and they make bridges. And we use them. We pass over, we go on these bridges. We use them. If if that if that would be stealing, we wouldn't be allowed to partake in it. Obviously, that's the law of land. Maybe maybe the reason you're allowed, maybe it is really stealing. Maybe Dina Machus is not there, and the government's not allowed to do that, but simply because the owners of the trees are Mayayish, they give up, they they abandon hope because the government took it, they can't stand up against them. Now, that's now, uh, um, uh, Tosis learns that, you know, um, um, yeah, maybe, so he answered him, he says, maybe it's because they give up. So Abai answered him, right? Abai said, So Amalei, so Shmuel said, right? Shmuel said, so Rav, no. Rav said, the proof is that they cut down trees and you use those trees when you cross over on the bridges. So Abai said, maybe because they the owners have given up hope. Amalei, if it wouldn't be for Dina Machusa, how could they be giving up hope? The Tosis learns they should have, what do you mean? If, if, if there's no Dina Machusa Dina, why should the owner give up hope? He should, he should uh, demand, it's called whoever whoever passes by. You're passing by on stolen trees, on stolen logs. That's how. Uh, that's, how, how should they? Why should they give up if 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 not? Rashi learns it more of a halachic thing. Rashi says, "It's not yish. 
because the logs are still the same logs. A tree, you cut it down, it's still called logs. We had back before in Sonic Love that uh, when you, it's still called a log. That's not, that's not a shini masa. The tree is a, is a tree when it's standing, when you cut it down, when you just make it into logs, you didn't cut it down to pieces and, and boards and, and two by fours, it's still a log. So all you have is yish, yish without shinui rishus and without shinui masa is not knocked, it still, still belongs to the original owner. So how could you be traveling on the road? That's how Rashi learns it. Okay, even so, even so, the Gemara says, okay, wait a minute. I understand Dina Sedina. And if it wouldn't be for Dina Sedina, either the owners of the trees could protest and go to court and claim, you stole my trees, the government stole my trees, or because they're not Miyayish anyway. Must be because the Adamachusadin, they're allowed to. So it's the Gemara Velof, but the king says why, uh, that they're still, when they cut down these trees, they didn't do it legally. Even though the government's allowed to legally cut down the trees, that's only if they do it in a fair manner. They take trees from all areas. Malcolm, the, the, the king said, cut from all the valleys, cut down a, a, an equal proportion of trees. They take it from one, they go to the first valley that they come to, the first area, and they cut down all these, this guy's trees. They didn't go to all the other ones. It's not, they need trees, they should do it fairly, cut down some from all the areas. And here they cut down one. That's the Shlucha de Malka Kamalka, the messenger of the king. In other words, the agent of the king is like the king himself. They're not going to bother. You know, he has the same, once he's granted the authority to cut down the trees, he cut down whatever trees he wants. The Inu the owners of the trees, uh, they 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 cause their own loss. They should have collected money. Now, if you need money for the trees or you know to buy them or whatever, they should have collected from everybody equally. and paid it off. In other words, if you left your trees available and you didn't try to collect the money for the government, it's your own fault. a similar halacha. He says, let's say, let's say there's four um, uh, partners. In a uh, in a farm, and three of them took their belongings, took their crops, and brought it into the house. So one guy still had it in the barn or out in the field. One who's found like in the granary in the field, Para Mensa the Malki, he's got to pay off the government's tax, and then he can go claim from the other ones because you know who's out. Whoever the, the government's going to come and show up. When they show up at the farm, they're going to take whatever they can. If the this guy who took it from has three other partners and they already took their share, he can still demand it back from them because that's how the government works. They're not going to go after every issue of animal issue. That's if they're partners of a Larissa. But if he's a sharecropper, he's only responsible for his share, not for everybody else. In other words, partners, just like uh, all the people in the valley have to pay the taxes together. You know, in the old days in Europe, it was very, for hundreds and hundreds of years, the government would tax the Jewish community, right? It was so what they would do is they would go to the head of the Jewish community and say, listen, you got to give us, you know, 10,000 rubles. And the Jew, he had collected from all the people. It was his responsibility to collect it from all the people in the area. That's how it worked. They didn't have, you know, checks and online payments and things and things like that, and like they like we have today. Let's say a person from the same, let's say you have a Jewish tax collector and he goes after Reuben. Uh, so he can take Reuven for, and he says, uh, you know, Shimon's not here now, so I'm taking the money from Reuven for Shimon too. And he could take that. He could take it as a pledge. He can make a demand and say, okay, you're paying for Shimon too. You go collect it from Shimon. Not immediately the Barla Arla, the Barla Arla. It's talking about the, what we call today, Arnona, the land tax, the real estate tax, or the poll tax, 
the tax for every person, the high shasa of this year. In other words, when the Jewish man got the concession from the government to collect the taxes, and he says, listen, you're collecting for Reuben Shimon's not around, he's not home, he went to Florida, so I'm, you got to pay for him too, and you go collect from him. You could do that for regular taxes of this year. Let's say the year has passed. You want to collect what they call arrears. You know, you owe money for back taxes for previous years. It's too bad. It's, it's, it's passed already. In other words, the king has already been passed. They only worked in those days from year to year. It's not like today where you can refile, you know, for 10 years to go back, you know, uh, online, etc. Uh, the, the previous year, the king is done with already. So he paid off. So he paid off the king for that. So if Shimon hasn't paid his uh, taxes for previous years, the king is not going to get any money from him now. It's only going to be for this Jew himself who's going to collect it. You can't collect that. You can, you can collect yourself and as a tax collector. You can go to the individual person and say, "You got to pay me. You didn't pay me for last year." But he can't go to Reuben and say, "You got to pay me for Shimon's also." And you go get it from Shimon. Hani the diary dori There are people goyim who basically fertilize your field. You brought them fertilize your field. I, for example, have many uh, cats that I employ to fertilize my grass. They do that all the time, right? So people would do this. People they, they, people had a business of this, right? They would bring their cows and they would, uh, they would uh, you know, to your field and they would fertilize your field for you, right? So if they did it within the Tchum Shabbos, that means nearby, right? Also, you can't buy any animals from them. You know why? My time, because the animals of the city, right, they're nearby, right, they're nearby, they do it close by, mix up with their animals. So when you buy an animal from them, it might be a stolen animal that got mixed up with their herd, right, with their group. But if they're, if they, if they come, if they're from outside, and there's a far away outside the Tchum Shabbos, outside of 2,000 out of time, because then the animals don't get mixed up. But however, if people from the town keep claiming against them, even if they're far away, you've, you've stolen our animals. Even outside, even if they're outside of them, it would be also because you might be buying stolen goods. Machas Rava, Rava called out, made a, Made a uh, announcement. Detail. Rafuna. Some say it was Rafuna. The Sakula. Those who go up there to Israel. Who then Afsalutas and those who come down here to Babel. Hi, by Israel. These are the rules. Hi, by Israel. The other said, "Dushlokuti." Let's say you know some testimony for a guy on behalf of a guy. Love Tavmine. The guy did not ask you to come to his defense. The Ozo the Asadle the Dina Dukuti, and then you went on your own. You know, you have a nice guy, your friend, and you decided to testify. You volunteered to testify on his behalf. Against another Jew, he had a fight with a Jew, and you testified for the guy against a Jew. He's excommunicated. He's put in cherem. My Why? Not because you can't testify for a guy against a Jew if that's legitimate. But the reason, if you testify in their courts, they don't follow our rules. My The law, by the way, this is the law of Ben Noach, the seven misses Ben Noach. The, our rules of justice about two witnesses and warning, etc., that's for Jewish law. But the Goyim don't go by that. They take out money. They they can uh, claim money based on one test, one witness. So if you testify against a Jew, right, in favor of a guy, you volunteer. It's one thing if you're forced, but if you volunteer to testify against a Jew, and based on your own testimony, one person's testimony, they're going to withdraw money from the guy, from the Jew. It's not fair. It's an injustice. And you're fine. Then you put him in below him in alachad. That's only if you're if you're only one witness, right? I will betray. But if there's two people, 
In other words, it's you and another person, then it's okay because the Jewish law would, would, would be the same thing. Even one that we say you can't do it, Elabedin, and the biggest, that's only by if you had like a village court, you're not a real court. But if it's a proper circuit court, a proper uh, court also, then it's even a Goyesha court is okay. Why? Because even when one person, but the way the, the Goyesha courts worked in those days was uh, similar to Jewish law, that if one person testified that Yankel owes money to Clyde, they would make Clyde take a shvua, which is really the Jewish law too. One person, you need two witnesses to 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 withhold to withdraw money, you know, to claim money. One witness can force him to make a, a shvua. Amr Vashi, Kevina Bey Rapuna, when I was at Rapuna's yeshiva or his house, some say the gives of Rafkana, Iboilan, we had this question, Adam Khashiv. What about if it, if you're the, the the testimony would be given by a very important person, a person of stature? The samchelik they were lying on two people. they would take money out. They would they would withdraw money from one person, take away money from one person based on his testimony. Below so therefore he shouldn't testify. or since he's an important person, he can't escape that. then he's allowed to testify. That's the question. In other words, do you say since he's an important person and he knows testimony would be like almost like a chil Hashem? He can't escape that. Or do you say so? Simply listen. Uh, they might just rely on your testimony, and then it wouldn't be fair. What would you say there? So that question stands. Amr Bashi, hi by Yisrael, the Zavon la'ara, amesra. Let's say a Jew. This is a, a real sad situation. It happens a lot in Chutzlitz. Who's the first guy in the neighborhood to sell? His house to a Chinese to a Chinese person, you know, and ruin the neighborhood, or you know, you sell it to somebody to a guy or a Jewish neighborhood. If a man sells his house or land to a guy, a mitzvah by Israel on the border of a Yisrael, and it's sold to him. Mishamtinale again, he's put in cheirim. He's asking me my time. What's the reason? Is it because we have a dina the bar mitzvah we're going to discuss at length in Hashem in a month or two? Right, a few months. But what's the deen of our metzra? That if you have land um, and you're selling it, a house or land or whatever, you have to give right of first refusal to a neighbor because he's much better off having one big piece of land than selling it to a different person. So if it's that's the reason why, if you sell to a guy on the border of a Jew, that, that's why we say that you can't uh, that that you put him in chayim. Um, is that the reason? If it's because the deen of our metzra, Omar they always have that issue in the Gemara. Is Zavin selling or buying? So it used to be, is it with a Yud, without a Yud? Here you see that Zavin Me'akum and Zavin Akum, it all depends on the context. Zavin could be buying or selling, because he says Zavin, if you buy from a guy, Zavin Le'akum, you sell to a guy, like Mishim Deir Mitzvah. There's no rule of Dina Bar Mitzvah when it comes to a guy. The reasons are expressed over there in Bamitzia that the rules of Dina Bar Mitzvah only apply to Jews, not to Goyim. Ella Damrina, the reason why you put him in Chayim if he sold his land to a guy on the border of a Jew is because because the Jew will tell him, you put a lion on my border, right? You put a lion on my border, you put him in Chayim until he accepts upon himself any mishap, any trouble that comes from the guy. Many times what the guy would do is, you know, let's say you had land over there. They would uh, channel all the water into their land and take it away from the Jewish land that neighbors him. So the idea of this is not because of the real laws of the Bar Metzre, it's simply because it's not fair. You put a guy next to me who might uh, be violent against me and cause me losses. And because of that, 
you're allowed to put him in Chayim until the Jew accepts upon himself any um, any trouble that uh, that emanates uh, from the guy. So he says, he, as we said, you placed upon me like a lion right next to my lamb. You placed me a danger next to my lamb. Tomorrow's Gemara is Shabbos Gemara is Daf Kufya Dalid, and uh, and that's that's going to be on the podcast starting with the Mishnah, and that'll take us to the top of Kuf Tesvav. Sunday, where we'll start from the third line. There's a two dots on the third line. We'll start on on uh, on Sunday. All right. Have a good Shabbos, everybody, and Purim Sameach.